Alright, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host and commission, Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski. Joining me to discuss Week 10 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League from the Seawolves, we got Phil Bruce. How's it going, buddy? Licking my wounds from a tough loss last week. Faced a really good team. Really good roster, it's understandable. <laughs> Color rush game tonight. Falcons white. Panthers black helps me get there. Yeah, thanks for uh, making this work. I know you had a long week, but nothing better than a little NFC South Thursday night action. So. Yeah, what 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 a better recipe to wind down a long week than, than a Falcons Panthers meaningless Thursday night game? But uh, yeah, a long week. I, I was at the parade Monday. I had to go to Houston to celebrate the Astros World Series victory. And then I did some electric scootering last few days in Salt Lake City, which was fantastic. Did you break out your Jimmy Rollins jersey to wear down there? Or? Uh, they, yeah, they don't even know who he is. <laughs> um, but no, it, 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 it's like the most tame thing. I don't, I don't know. You go to these different cities and it's, hey, you won the World Series. Do you not know you're supposed to be like climbing light poles and flipping cars? And Like there was none of that. So it... it it just felt like they didn't appreciate it, I guess you could say. Right. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Thursday night football, I have a trivia question for you. It actually is not related to th- Thursday night football at all, but good news is all of these all of these players are active players. So I was thinking of you when I got this question lined up for tonight, so... Last week we saw podcast favorite Justin Fields run for 178 yards, setting the single-game record for rushing yards by a quarterback in a game. There are nine other players that are active that have a 100-yard rushing game as a quarterback. Can you name them? Uh, sure. I bet Josh Allen is on this list. Josh Allen is on this list. Third. Okay. I bet Taysom Hill is on this list. Taysom Hill is on this list. He... Did it one time, 101 rushing yards in a game. Yeah, normally the second second answer to the question, I go out. So this is that was close, but I got it. Josh Allen did it three times. Okay. Um. There's got I. Lamar is probably somewhere on this list. Lamar's tops, he's done it 12 times. Second is Michael Vick with 10, but he's obviously not active. Yeah. I I, would have guessed Vick, but (laughs) you said active. Um... There's a bunch of names popping in. 
Kyler's on there twice. Sorry, there's only eight. I had fields on here. How many more left? Uh, four more. Reason for every question. Uh, I'm gonna guess Mariota later. Um, Tannehill. Don't think Mahomes or Burrow did it. All right. I'll uh, I'll try Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has done it one time. One game he had 106 rushing yards. Three left. This would have been a good question for Shane. He loves these kind of questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is also the best I've ever done in trivia. Yeah, you're, you're killing it. Alright, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not on this list. Ah! <laughs> He's not. Um, Damn it. So, three, still three left. Alright, while, while I keep guessing... Let me know what's the most yards he's had in a game. How about Marcus Mariota? Mariota's on this list at one time. So I have how many left? Two? Two left. Probably probably the two most difficult names. Um one of them okay. one of them I would not guess. But I feel like I remember the game that it happened. And the other one we would have guessed maybe a few years ago. Okay. So he's probably a backup somewhere. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe he should be. <laughs> Missing. That was the that was that was the Eagles game where he fell down. Yeah, I think he had two long runs yeah. in that game. Um, all right, so the last one, this player's done it four times. Wow. Uh, 
W1, let's ride. Yep, done it four times. So he was the one that maybe should be a backup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, when you said a few years ago. I, man, yeah. Because he stopped doing it. Yeah, he doesn't run anymore. It's not fun. Good job. Got to be uh, gotta be pleased with that effort. I've had much, much worse. <laughs> tried to keep the, like I said, tried to keep the players active for you, so thought that might help. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Um, all right, let's get into our Week 10 matchups. We'll start off with a game that I would say not a lot of people are going to be paying attention to. We got Nevermore against Abusement Park. Uh, Park right now favored to win eighty eight to eighty five. Uh, three players in play for the park. We got Chuba Hubbard with one point one, Tyler Algier with point seven, and DJ Moore with four point three. Drake London in play on the Nevermore side. He's got three point nine. So joining Drake London, we got Gina Smith, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Williams, Dante Johnson. Dallas Goddard, Alan Lazard, and James Cook. And joining the players I mentioned on the park side, Justin Fields, DeAndre Carter, Cade Otten, Nick Chubb, and Travis Etienne. Um, start off with uh, Chubb. Just a, an easy one to talk about. He's at Miami this week. Sunday, 1 p.m. game. As we talked about, we saw Fields run crazy over Miami. Uh, offense is, our defense has been a little a little suspect, I would say, against the run. Put Chubb over under uh, 110 yards rushing this week. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say over. Just because co- coming off of... like They were off by last week, right? Yep. Yeah, coming off by... He's he's gonna have a big week. Miami, I, I don't really know what to make out of Miami. I think they're a good team overall, but they just got it taken to them from Justin Fields, and that was the Justin Fields breakout game number two of the season. And as a podcast, we anticipated it. <laughs> Chubb's gonna get there. He's gonna have a big game. I think so too. I like I like Chubb. Gets a ton of carries, obviously. Um, I think he gets he gets over that mark as well. So I'm with you there. On the Nevermore side, uh, let's talk about Deontay Johnson. I don't think we've even talked about him much this year. Um, has not been double-digit points since week three. He had eight catches for 84 yards. Also does not have a touchdown yet this season. He's got 76 targets, and he's wide receiver 42. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Oh, my God. He's averaging 10 targets a game. Oh, my God. Deontay Johnson, does he get double-digit points this week against New Orleans? He's only done it twice this season. Yep. No chance in hell. Uh, Man, this, this standard is really not good. Yeah, I, I had no idea that he's been that bad. Um, incredibly frustrating. 
if you're the question the... is if you keep playing worse and worse and worse and that horrible play becomes the standard then is the standard the standard and you're just a really bad team and coach is that how that works um yeah I think the the standard the standard is the standard I think that's that's the only way we can put it right you know I've got my finger on the pulse of the Steelers subreddit uh, I love seeing it. I mean, people are coming out with hot takes left and right in there. And there, there's like this 50% of the subreddit says, like, hey, shut up. You're spoiled. We've had such a good run under Tomlin. He deserves to do this rebuild. And then the other 50% say, yes, we are rebuilding and we're having a bad year and we've had a lot of success. But it's the way in which we are just getting blown out and not showing up and showing zero progress on this team. So I, I, I see both sides of it. Uh, I, I've made the argument similar to the Andy Reid's time in the end in Philadelphia where not saying you're not a good coach, but the coach that this team is going to need for a rebuild might not necessarily be Mike Tomlin. Yeah, he's probably better served coaching a group of veterans. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use uh, like innovative to describe Mike Tomlin. I mean, you really want him? If, if let's let's say they take C.J. Stroud next year in the draft, uh, which half the Steeler fans, their heads are just going to explode when that happens. Uh, but is Mike Tomlin who you want? Carve it up. Uh, a young roster and developing a young quarterback. I, I mean, I, I'd probably have him in like the bottom five of the league that I'd want developing a young quarterback like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to put a ton of blame on Tomlin though. I think it's a bad roster. I mean, they have not what, done what, are, what? Why? Why? Why is it a bad roster? They, they have plenty of good young talent on defense. I get it. T.J. Watt's been out, but they still have a a roster on defense that's above average. They have Najee Harris. Their receivers are average in, in line with a lot of the other teams. Their offensive line is sub-average, but it's not a roster where they haven't made investments. They don't have good players and they don't have talent. They just refuse to throw the ball in the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I don't think it's a good roster is because while they have taken talented players, they've not addressed any of the positions that require you to win in the 2022 version of the NFL. They don't have any cornerbacks. Um, they haven't addressed the offensive line at all, and their quarterback stinks. And, and other than TJ Watt, they really haven't done much in terms of uh, pass rush either. So they've taken, but they're but they're they're giving up like they gave up what sixteen points to the Dolphins, yeah. in a prime time game. Like they're, that's they're, just good coaching. And and they're on, they're on the field the entire game too. Remember that they're they're throwing those two yard wide receiver hitch route screen passes to Deontay Johnson, and they're running off the field after three quick plays. So their defense is on the field the entire game. The, the Najee Harris pick is just indefensible at this point. Brutal. Uh, I mean, just 
had a few drafts where, like the Artie Burns, Najee Harris. They, I mean, they're just complete whiffs. Bud Dupree, Devin yeah. Bush. All right. Well, while we were talking about that, Drake London caught a touchdown pass, so Nevermore is back on top in the projection now. Um, who do you have winning this one? Ooh, man. This is going to be one I scroll pretty quickly past on Sunday. Give me the Nevermore. Uh, Jamal Williams, he gets it done this weekend. Um, I will take... The park side, I think Fields is a good game, and I think Chubb has a good game, and I think ETN has a good game, and I think that's enough. I think those might be the three highest scorers of the week, and I just can't get behind Alan Lazard against Dallas and James Cook. I think those are the two that kind of draw, uh, draw Nevermore back to back to abuse from Park. Oh my God, Justin Fields is QB eight this season. It's Holy been, shit. It's been a weird year, man. Weird year. Um, next game, Desert Dogs against Steel Curtain. Right now the dogs are 21-point favorites. Haven't gotten much out of Cordero Patterson so far, and Terrace Marshall has yet to touch the football. Um, so not a great start for the dogs. Um Joining those two guys, we have Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, CeeDee Lamb, and Devontae Adams. On the curtain side, we got Derek Carr, Antonio Gibson, Raheem Mostert, Gabe Davis, Darnell Mooney, Dalton Schultz, Marvin Jones, and Marcus Valdez Scantling. Um, who would you start a quarterback if you were me this week? Got Trevor Lawrence at Kansas City, and then we also have Kyler Murray. At LA, at the Rams. I I would throw you a curveball. I, I would actually put Taysom Hill in there. He's not QB eligible. I'm just messing with you. Uh, you have to do Lawrence. Uh, no no question. God, Kyler Murray at the Rams. I I have so many just horrible memories of those kind of matchups with him. You know he's gonna. Close your eyes. Think of that game. Is it not Aaron Donald just chasing Kyler Murray down in the backfield? No, 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 thank you. Give me Trevor Lawrence and hoping for a shootout. Yeah, I feel the same. I think that you can move the ball on the Chiefs. Um, a little worried about Kyler. That's why he's on the bench. Got a hamstring injury, too. So that definitely doesn't make me feel good about it. Um, and I could definitely see Stafford not playing this week. And the Cardinals still somehow losing to John Walford and the Rams. And this could be Cliff's swan song. <laughs> yeah, you just got to hope it's not an ETN game. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, definitely could be. But I think the Chiefs will be able to score on Jacksonville. So, um, On the curtain side... Um, Gabe Davis if Josh Allen really is as hurt as everyone's saying he is I have Davis as an absolute zero rest of the season um, yeah pack it up that's it I mean, he's got no 
no, I, you know, I'm starting to think that maybe, I know he's, he was hurt in the beginning of the year, so I'm wondering how healthy he actually is, but, um. Who do they have as backup? Case Keenum. I just feel like Davis is more of a deep threat. Like, I just don't know that he actually... actually I I don't hate Case Keenum, but I hate Gabe Davis getting passes from Case Keenum. There we go. Terrace Marshall with a big 43-yard catch. Getting Uh, fouled. It's getting called back. Stop. No, it's not. (laughs) Come on. I know you're a little bit ahead of me, but all right. Um, Yeah, so down on Davis. Down on the... Bills in general, if Allen can't play, obviously. Um, uh, I mean, you got to be down on everybody. He, he's that whole offense. Yeah, he, he's he's their running back. With without him, that their I mean, their defense is still solid, but they're not going to be able to move the ball. They're going to have to figure out a way to run it, and I don't know if if Cook's going to be that guy. Or if Singletary is going to be able to get a lot of that early down work, uh, but Diggs is going to be the only person you can throw in there. Allen was awful last week against the Jets. Well, I mean, I, I can't believe how good the Jets are this season. They 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 are they are just sticking it to these teams. Not, I mean, that's but not sticking it to, but bullying some of these really good rosters. They. They're, they're a really good team. They are pretty good. Um, I'll take the Desert Dogs to win this matchup, though. Uh, after that 43-yard scamper from Marshall, give me the Dogs. Thank you. Um, all right, next matchup, Fleetwood Franchise against the Flock. Flock 6-3, and three, Franchise 5-4, and four, obviously Franchise hoping that Josh Allen will play and be relatively healthy this week. Um, so joining Josh Allen, Brian Robinson, Jarek McKinnon, Cortland Sutton, Curtis Samuel, Darren Waller, who obviously he won't have him in there because he's on the IR as of today. It'd probably be Robert Tunyon, um, Josh Palmer, and Mac Hollins. So a little bit to be desired there and what was one of the strongest... Uh, Strongest rosters in the league in the beginning of the year, but as I've mentioned, you lose Javante Williams, you lose Brees Hall, you lose Jamar Chase for several weeks, and that's enough to do anybody in. On the Fox side, Jimmy G, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk, David Njoku, DeAndre Swift, and Devin Singletary. Um, We'll start off with the franchise side. What has happened to Cortland Sutton? Um, I'm scared to click this name. I'm scared. Through, what am I going to see? Through six weeks, he was uh, pretty awesome. Um, his worst game was 5 for 52 and a touchdown in terms of yardage. And in the last three weeks, he has six catches on 16 targets for 50 yards. Um, oh coming God. off a bye, gets Tennessee this week. But, I mean... I just I have no words for what's happened to Cortland Sutton. Oh my God! Look at this. It's bad. Holy cow! It's really bad. Uh, he was he was having breakfast and lunch with RW one in the off season every day, and this is the result. You you just I I know where 
even a Jerry Judy truther podcast, and I don't even know if I'm comfortable throwing him out with this offense and, and what we've seen. There's something just completely off, and it's reflected in what we're seeing with Sutton's lines. This is just... You, you've got to throw him on the bench and wait to see it. He, he's a, he's not quite there, but he is close to AR2 status where even after a big game, you're sitting there and saying, All right, I'm not I'm not putting you in the lineup until I see it two weeks in a row. Yeah. But unfortunately, I don't think Ty has any better options. I mean, you have Robert Woods on the bench and I don't think the Titans threw a pass to the wide receiver position on Sunday night. So, and I, is uh, Tannehill still out? Um, I'm not sure. Don't know that. Uh, so, uh, touchdown, color rush. Foreman. Is that Hubbard or is that Foreman? Foreman. That's Foreman. Yeah, he was awful last week when we talked him up, so good for him. <laughs> We're just a week or two off. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right, so Fox running out the very trustworthy Jimmy G to Brandon Ayuk stack. Um, I'll put the, the over-under on those two players at combined for 30 points. What do you got? I got let me look at some recent IU numbers. Hey, much better than I expected. Yeah, he's not, much he hasn't been bad. Yeah, no, wide receiver two. That's that's pretty good. How about let, let's look at some Jimmy G stuff here? Uh, okay, yeah, wow. I just have not been paying attention to Niners games, they, they've both been doing. Really well, definitely over. Wow, Jimmy G's been averaging like twenty five the last few weeks. And they get the Chargers this week. I guess the only thing that you'd be worried about is the Chargers give it up on the on the ground. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's an overs podcast that's well documented, so I'll hop in that with you. But look at the I get the last three weeks. 250 yards, three tutters, um, 28 targets. Like that's that. That's really surprising. I didn't see that. Debo should be healthy this week. I think he missed a couple weeks, so that obviously helped okay. Ayuk. But um, I'll take the flock to win this matchup just because this franchise roster has just been decimated. Yeah, flaw. It's an easy one. All right. Uh, next game, we'll go with the Renegades against the Mad Dogs. Renegades 105 projection. Mad Dogs were able to find enough players to fill their lineup this week. Um, Foreman on the bench for the Renegades. That's a little surprising. Um. 83 and a touchdown so far, so I did not realize that until I just logged in and looked at it. I mean, this, this team is just stacked. Yeah. Look I mean, at this. Yeah. Juju and McLaren, I think you might be able to find... I don't know that I'd be running. 
uh, McLaren out there at Philadelphia. Um, knowing what okay. those cornerbacks have done. What's, what's the line on that game? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to check that. But the Renegades are 19-point favorites in this one. On the Renegades side, Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kyle Pitts, <laughs> Terry McLaren, and Juju Smith-Schuster. On the Mad Dog side, we got Dak Prescott, Damian Pierce, Tony Pollard, McCall Hardman, George Pickens, Greg Dulcich, Jerry Judy. Anytime you can run out two Russell Wilson pass catchers on your team, you have to do it. And then Khalil Herbert. Uh, I'd imagine Debo finds his way in there. Um, what the hell is a Dulcich? What is he's a Dulcich? Tight at, he's tight end 30. Yeah, so he missed the first five weeks of the season. But okay. his last three weeks, 11.4, 8.1, 10.7. So that feels like tight end one numbers. Um, let's let's set the line on Dulcich. Double digits or not this week? Uh, no. I, I'm, I'm going under. It's an unders podcast. I, there, there's no one I feel okay with in that Denver offense where I throw him in there and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a good week this week. Dulcich, who I'm just learning exists for the first time does not fuck that trend for me looks a little like Weird Al yeah yeah the stash yeah I'm not in no <laughs> he's a good player I've, I've watched him a couple games because obviously the uh, Broncos are always on prime time um, every week it feels like yeah we, we don't usually talk about players while they're playing but on let's talk about the tight end on the other side <clears throat> Renegades. We got Kyle Pitts, who's tight end 18. Um, he has two touchdowns this season and two games with double digits and one game with 9.4. All the other games have been under four points. He's got one catch for 10 yards. Um, I, I just I can't get in on this dude and I'm starting to wonder if it's if it's even the offense, that's the problem. No, it, it, we, we can call it like it is. He's a bust. He has... He like, the cra- here's I, the crazy thing. It's early on. I don't want to interrupt you. Here's the crazy thing. We were calling him a bust, but they just showed a graphic on the last drive. He was second in rookie seasons as a tight end. He had 1,026 yards, second all-time for a rookie tight end season. Wait, he had how many? Last year, he had 1,026 yards. Alright, well, I, I guess I'm wrong then. I think. Let, uh, me, let me check that. Um, let me... Uh, I didn't realize he had that good of a rookie season. I thought he disappeared last year. Let me check that, because now I'm, I'm questioning myself. Yeah, so last year he had sixty-eight catches for one thousand twenty-six yards, one okay. catch, one touchdown. This year he's got twenty-three catches for two hundred and eighty-five yards through eight games. Yeah, uh, I mean, I didn't realize he had that good of a rookie year. I thought he 
largely disappeared last year too. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take it back. Not not bust, but really difficult to explain the production this season. I, I had tight end eighteen. He's he's fodder. Like he's you are better off streaming every single week than keeping him on your roster. Wide receiver 18 feels really bad with how bad that position is for a guy who's been healthy every week. And he's probably been the top receiving option in his offense every week. He can't get into a better situation. Yeah, you would think that with a run-heavy team that Mariota would be able to find ways to get in the ball. He should be the safe kind of outlet for that team, but... Yeah, it's just been an, an absolute failure. Be very interested to see who the Atlanta quarterback is because Pitts may be a value um, in some drafts for 23. So Pitts against Dulcich, Renegades against Mad Dogs. Who do you got? Uh, Renegades. This one's closer than you think, but Renegades get there. So, I agree with you. Um, I'm going to take the Renegades to win, but could see a McLaren awful game. Maybe Dalvin Cook pulls a hammy. And Rodgers against Dallas feels really bad. Um, So, could be interesting. Uh Next game, Bull Weevils against Take Your Ball and Go Home, 116 to 112. Uh, Bull Weevils are favored in this one. On the Bull Weevils side, Tua, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Pat Fryermuth, Michael Pittman Jr., and Jalen Waddle. And on the go-home side, we got Herbert, James Conner, Jeff Wilson Jr., Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Gerald Everett, Miles Sanders, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Thank you to Shane for finally getting a healthy James Conner out of your IR spot and making your lineup finally not illegal. Much, much appreciated. Um, obviously, Aaron Jones' status looms large in this game as well because you'd like to have Aaron Jones out there, I think, um, if he's able to play. On the Bull Weevil side, uh, while we're talking about disappointing wide receivers... Let's talk about the last three weeks for Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Uh, six for 58, seven for 53, three for 22. Gets Vegas this week. Should be a good game. But obviously Sam Ellinger, a quarterback, leaves uh, something to be desired on the Colts. We'll see what new coach Jeff Saturday has cooking up. Are you in on Michael Pittman having a bounce back game this week? I mean, he's the and the land of the blind. The man with one eye is king. Pittman is by far the best wide receiver on that team, uh, but largely it is a very poor receiving group in Indianapolis. The question, and allow me to circle back into answering the question, no, I'm out. I don't think he has a good week this week. A lot of change there. A lot of unknowns. I, you, you gotta let me see it before I start uh, investing in Pippin shares. Um, 
I mean, I guess he has to plan this week looking at some of the buy options. The other option would be A.J. Dillon, who, if Aaron Jones doesn't go, that would be uh, maybe a better option. But Man, what, what a bust he's been. It's Holy been shit. really bad. Really, really bad. I mean, really bad. He was supposed to be like a locked and loaded RB2 this year, and mm-hmm. he's running back 38, and he hasn't scored since week one. Hasn't even sniffed double digits since week one. People thought they would have Jones and Dylan slotted RB1, RB2 and be in pretty good shape. Yep. Yeah, not great. But I'm, I think if Pittman has a bounce back week, I do think it's this week. Obviously against the Raiders, uh, there's stuff to be had against the Raiders is the best way I can put it. I feel like Jeff Saturday, as a former NFL player, has to go in that locker room and say, look, we have to do a better job of getting our best players the football in space. <laughs> yep. And uh, maybe Pittman is the beneficiary of that this week. Extremely dangerous ball in space. Yeah, and we have Tyreek Hill again this week um, going up against Cleveland, so he should have a nice game. But we'll talk about Shane's quarterback, Justin Herbert, um, just another, I would say, pretty disappointing player. Quarterback 13. Um, you know, he since week five, he's had 16 points, 7 points, 20 points, and 13 points. Get San Francisco this week. The offensive line for the Chargers is awful. The pass rush for the Niners is very good. Um... Where do you stand on Justin Herbert this week? Man, this uh not a good week to throw him out there. I might I mean it's not the Washington football team commies front seven that the Niners have, but you gotta pay attention to it. And and Herbert so, something's not we said it before, something is not right. In legacy San Diego, Los Angeles. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's regression. I don't know. I I don't know. A lot of people can't figure it out, and I, I'm not counting on them to figure it out against the Niners, especially on the road. Give me the under. Yeah, I'm not excited about Herbert either this week. I think Shane should strongly consider. Oh, he doesn't even have him anymore. He dropped Kirk Cousins. Okay, I was going to say you should consider playing Kirk Cousins this week, but looks like that was well, a stay. Foreman looks just phenomenal. And that color rush. Hey, bonus question for this game. Two teams at 5-4. and four. Is this a loser-leaves-town matchup? Um, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. There's a... Uh, you know, the Fleetwood franchise are still 5-4, and four, so they're going to fall back, I think. Um, so I don't I don't think it is quite yet. Okay. Game of the week, Seawolves Ice Cream. Um, ice Cream, six-point favorites in this one right now. On the Ice Cream side, we got Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Najee Harris, Justin Jefferson... DK Metcalf, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Devonta Smith. And on the Seawolves, Hertz, Eckler, King Henry, AJ Brown, Chris Godwin, Zach Hertz, Chris Olave, 
and Alan Robinson. God, Alan Robinson. They are too, baby. I'd say you gotta get Claypool in there, but... talk about Chris Alave uh, wide receiver 14 so he's had a very nice season um, and that's only on two touchdowns so just been very steady production from the rookie wide receiver from Ohio State um, what do you think his odds are to end the year as a wide receiver one and get inside that top 12 well OG Milk Carton hurt his toe Right? He's going to be out. I love a lot of the rest of the season, especially if the TD numbers start taking in the right direction. He's, he's right there. He, he's doing everything well. He looks like a three or four year veteran wide receiver in the league. I'm a big fan of this guy. I will be selling him for probably three to five dollars in draft cash in the offseason as a keeper to someone. Yeah, he's, a, he's definitely a good player. Um, I like watching him play. He runs he runs good routes. Um, yeah, and it's just been steady. You'd obviously like to see, like I said, you'd like to see the TDs get better, but it seems like he uh, just gets a ton of targets. So he's had three games with 13 or more targets. Everything else is in that 7 to 9 range. So definitely, uh, definitely been impressive. Um, unfortunately for him, I think there's been two running backs that have just been better. So probably looking at them at offensive rookie of the year, but yeah, good stuff. Good pick. Well, I can't believe you're right. He's been so steady. You never see that from rookie wide receivers. You normally see like this ebb and flow, almost like a roller coaster, but he's just been a solid Double-digit target every week. Going to get you close to 10 points, if not more. Uh, I mean, he's been a, a really lucky pickup for me. All right. On the ice cream side, we're on the two tight end stack out there against you, Kelsey and Kittle. Kelsey gets Jacksonville. Kittle gets the Chargers on Sunday night. Which tight end do you think has more points this week? Um, in the in on the ice cream side, you're asking me, does Travis Kelsey get more points than George Kittle? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Is that a bad yeah, question? Tra- yeah. Last three weeks, <laughs> last three times Kittle's played, he's been, you know, over eleven points each time, and. You know, Kelsey's been hovering in that 12 to 16 range, so it's not impossible. Let's do it. All right, give me the math. Give me the math. Does that mean 50%? No, so let's do Travis Kelsey with a minus 5 line. Okay, so you're going to give me Kittle plus 15. Yeah. All right, Jacksonville and you think it's a McCall Hartman game could be 
Too he, he had a touchdown last week, Hardman again. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a CEH game. It could be. Uh, after Hardman's touchdown, they started doing the Tariq Hill comparisons. I was there for it. I gotta, I gotta get this box score pulled up because I heard a stat today and it's incredible. So Chiefs played a. It was a entertaining game Sunday night against the Titans. Um, Mahomes was awesome. You know, sixty-eight pass attempts, four hundred and forty-six yards, and just kind of willed them to victory and what they were really struggling to move the ball despite Malik Willis going 5 for 16 for 80 yards but here's <laughs> are you ready to get your mind blown yes Chiefs rushing stats 19 for 77 and a touchdown Patrick Mahomes rushing stats of that 19 for 77 6 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown Oh, my God. Here's what the rest of this vaunted running back room did in Kansas City. Alaire, four for five. Pacheco, five for five. McKinnon, three for four. And the fullback, Michael Burton, one for zero. Oh, my God. So your four other backfield mates had 13 carries for 14 yards. How's this team win the playoffs? They don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but, but I mean, the, the Bills are the same way. The, the, the Bills are the exact same way. Uh, I agree with you, so, except for the fact that Allen consistently puts up the six for 63. Right. This felt like an outlier. It, it, it's setting up to be like Bills, Chiefs, getting dominated by either a Titans team or a Baltimore team in the playoffs. Like a team that can really run the ball against a team that can. Good defenses. If Tannehill plays in that game Sunday night, I'm not sure they don't don't blow the Chiefs out. Um, They just, they have a guy in there, Malik Willis, that he's two years away from being able to play. And if they had even a serviceable backup, that game's nowhere near close. Yeah, I I mean, if I, the AFC is definitely definitely kind of crazy though. Like the I, the Chiefs have flaws, the Bills have flaws. What if the Jets play in the Super Bowl? No, I'm I'm telling you, set that. It's the Lamar, Lamar year. Yeah. Right. The contract it's, year for Lamar. Contract year, hey, they're not gonna pay me. I'll go prove it, and then he's gonna win the Super Bowl. And if I'm the Ravens, I say thank you so much. I'll see you later. They but everyone in the media is gonna say you've got to pay him max money now. They're going to. They're going to. All right, you got anything else to add for the good of the softball? Oh, I can't believe I'm going against a big lineup like this with, with the super stack tight end. Oh, yeah, we didn't pick a winner. That's right. Um, man, if, how pissed am I going to be when Devontae Smith goes off on Monday night after he just goose-egged me for 400 bucks last week? <laughs> I don't know if that happens. Hmm. Um, 
Um, I will take... God, Najee Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to take the Seawolves this week. Can we do a bonus question? Najee Harris, over under seven points this week. He's awful. He's just really bad. Steal your your comment from DJ Moore last week. If the over under was five, I'd still take under. And who was right? You were right. Who was right? You were right. Who are you picking yourself to win this week? Yeah, I I think I wrap this up by halftime on Monday Night Football. Nice. That hurts. AJ Brown stack goes for a tutter in the first half, and I go to bed easy. All right, well, we'll see if that comes true. Uh, bummer that Shane couldn't join us tonight, but, you know, it is what it is. So thank you for uh, joining. Hope you get some sleep. Need it. I need it. Got to recharge. All right, and we'll try to fire up some winning SGPs this weekend. Oh, defensive tutter, color rush, man. Really? Nothing better than that. What was that? How did he throw that ball? Alright, that's enough. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you guys next week when we talk week 11 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League.